Hi guys, welcome to the uh, the Higher Points, and uh, Nick and I are coming at you today. It's just him and I, and we're going to do, we just competed yesterday in the, the 2022 Kansas Strongest Man competition in Salina. You know, it was a it was a good time. It was a blast. You know, we did it in the middle of the mall. It was a spectacle. They had a DJ and music playing the whole time. Um, it was one of the first uh, pro comps in Kansas. Um and so there was, there was some awesome athletes there that we got to watch and compete against. It was a, it was a good time. Um, but we just wanted to get on here and just kind of react a little bit to the way it went for us personally and just talk about that. So I'm going to just turn it over to Nick and let him, uh, go first and let's see what he has to say about it. Well, so, um, so to start with the first event that we did after the rules meeting, which was, you know, kind of kind of tough to hear, and because we were in like a, an old riddles jewelry there in the mall, was kind of the competitor area. So it was kind of tough to hear. So there was a little bit of confusion for me in the beginning of like, okay, kind of what are we doing? Because they some of their sandbags, the sand had gotten uh, like wet. wet, and so the sandbags were going to be significantly more for the throw, and then also some sand for the actual like loading medley with the sandbags. So they had to change all that up, and I didn't quite hear what it was. <clears throat> I just kind of trusted the process and that, like, you know, Scott, this is not Scott's, like, first show, right? Like, he's, w- whenever I step up there, I know that, you know, I've prepared myself for pretty much any bag that I was going to have put in front of me. So I didn't really let that get to me. But for me, or I guess for every competitor, the first uh, was Circus Dumbbell. Um, and you know, I guess backing up a little bit. So we were just around the corner from the food court and it's like huge, just open area. And pretty much everybody would walk by that area cause it was by that main entrance. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool to get that like show aspect of it. Cause that was kind of a cornerstone of strong men is kind of putting on a show and seeing people stop and just kind of, you, you kind of saw people from time to time with that, like eyes wide mouth open like do you see what these guys are doing kind of and and girls Mm -hmm. Uh, probably more so the girls because again like we said there's something in the water down there in wichita but um they had like what they had 10 competitors and eight of them stepped up on a podium Mm -hmm. so um uh but it was it was a really cool environment to compete in i've never done that before this is my second kansas strongest and uh it was just a cool environment um hearing on the deadlift, because I was struggling with the deadlift, because it's not necessarily my most powerful lift, but hearing like all the people cheering and stuff, it was like an extra shot of adrenaline. You know, it kind of made it to where it was like, okay, I can do this. And I pulled, you know, way more reps in that than I ever have done in training. But the first, um, and we can just kind of go back and forth on each one of these, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the first lift for all the competitors was, um, Circus dumbbell. And for me, that circus dumbbell and the novice men's heavyweight was 110 pounds. So this guy killed it. (laughs) So, um, so if, for those that are listening that don't know what a circus dumbbell is, it's so the bell itself on the dumbbell is 12 inches around. And then the handle itself is, I think three inches, right? Mm, Yeah. So you can't actually get your hand wrapped all the way around it to get a good grip on it. So it's kind of a little cumbersome. So you clean it off the floor to your shoulder, which you can use two hands. And then you'll like punch it out above your head with one hand. And then once it's locked out, you get the down command, put it back down on the ground, clean it back up, punch it up, repeat until you can no longer do it. And I managed to get nine on that one, um, tied for first. And I was actually quite happy with that because I'd watched some of the other guys that were kind of struggling with that event and other guys that had placed. And so I was kind of like that had placed at other competitions or other contests. I'm like, okay, good. Like I'm, I'm getting a, you know, a leg ahead here. One of them that I had that I got up on my shoulder, I was getting in a hurry cause I was running out of time. So I tried to kind of do the press before I really got it settled on my shoulder. And it wanted to like, the momentum was like pushing it further back. Like it wanted to go over my shoulder, um, and like hit the ground. So I had to stop that motion, which tweaked on my elbow a little bit. And almost let it go. I'm glad I didn't, but it had it not been for me getting in a hurry. I think I could have pumped out one more to take, you know, instead of tying for first to taking the first, which hindsight being 2020 would have likely, you know, maybe push, push me to a podium. Maybe 
um, depend depending on how the rest of the day went. So, um, so I, I was really happy with how the first event went for me. So, uh, how about you? Um, well, this is one that I knew I was gonna struggle with. I'd done the weight probably last oh September October. I mean, it was last fall, last time I did. My weight was 135 pounds on my circus dumbbell, um, and I had done it last fall. Well, here three weeks ago, we came up, and we did some training at a gym in Salina, the Scott's gym, and, you know, I couldn't get it then. I was pretty wore down. Um, I had kind of been battling a, a shoulder deal. Well, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go back and just start from the basics, work the dumbbell without any weight in it, it, which is 87 pounds. So that next week in the gym, I tried um, doing that, ended up straining my delt, my front delt, um, I think. It could be something different. I haven't gone to the doctor about it. Probably should. Um, but we all know you won't. So. Yeah. Um, so I ended up not being able to do anything for three weeks before the competition. You know, it was just one thing after another. Injury wise, and just hiccups here and there, and um, I zeroed that first event, which I knew going in, I was probably going to. Deep down, you know, I thought maybe there was a shot. You know, I got pretty close on one rep, um, but I was pretty positive I was going to zero it. So that was a that was a tough mental blow. It's the first time I'd ever zeroed an event at a competition. You know, I've only been doing it a year, but still, that one that one hurt. Well, I could see you were up in your head. About that event and the deadlift. After those two events, though, like you were back to normal, Nate. Like I could, t- I could tell that you were mentally struggling with those two. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was. I and they were a mental battle. And then you know we'll just go on to the deadlift for me because it was the same. It was right after that. Opening weight was six hundred pounds, um, as many reps as possible, and uh, I couldn't pull it once. I never pulled it in. Uh, training beforehand i got close a couple times but that's another thing i've been fighting some back stuff and a knee injury and just trying to stay healthy and hadn't really worked on my deadlift a whole lot and i really didn't expect to pull it so it was one of those things i was really struggling with beforehand because i was like there was actually a few times i was like damn i'm just gonna drop this event or drop this uh competition because i don't think i can do this stuff you know so zeroed on that one but it is what it is so um and just to give everybody an idea the 18 inch deadlift uh the way iron podium describes it for this contest was giant wagon it'd be on giant wagon wheels and straps suits are allow allowed if you're using figure eights your thumb has to be around the bar no just fingertips <clears throat> there is a down and a lift command, which uh, was a subject of contention later on. Um, and then no bouncing, and it's a Texas power bar, so it doesn't have a lot of flex to it like some mm-hmm. some bars do. So for me on this one, uh, deadlift has never really been my strong suit when it comes to lifting. But you know, there are some things that I think need to be corrected in my form. And Scott noticed some things, and I asked Felicia if it was okay if I kind of sought him out on like what those were, and she said that's fine. And so he has some things that he gave me some pointers on that I plan on working on and trying. But uh, for me, it was 550. And just to kind of give perspective, last year's Kansas Strongest was deadlift for max. And I think I got 460 and missed 465. And this was on an axle bar, which is obviously different to pull. Tougher. There's no flex on that <clears throat> thing. The weight is there instantly. And also, it was from the floor. Mm-hmm. Um Actually, no, I don't think it was. I'd have to look back, but I don't think it was. It was it was on wagon wheels, but it wasn't 18 inches because wagon wheels aren't 18 inches. 14 inches, inches Yeah. Um, and I wasn't able to do it either way. I wasn't able to do 465. Like yeah. I, and so through Felicia's training throughout the year and all that other kind of stuff, you know, she's pretty good about keeping track of, like, what you're struggling with and what you're doing. You know, and she'll, like, when we were doing those prone clams, like, I could not do those. I don't know if you could. But, like, I could get my leg, like, legit, like, an inch or two off the ground if mm-hmm. I was lucky. So she's like, oh, look, something we need to work on. I was like, oh, no. Because I can only imagine what the pain's going to be like on that. But She's going to put you on that machine where you got to, like, <clears throat> clamp your legs together over in the corner. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I mean, I'll do whatever she tells me to do. But so my, mine was 550. And so in training, one day we loaded up a, a, a bar with 550 and I managed to pull it three times. And Felicia was like, okay, you know, you're done. She just kind of stopped me. Like, you, you know, you proved it. And I'd never pulled that before. And actually, if you, if you look at like the picture or in the video of me, like after the lift, I have a like, I can't believe I just did that face. Like, did you just see that? So for me, I, I knew I could do it. But when I step up to the platform and I'm waiting for my turn, the guy that is like, I don't know, two or three before me reps out like 14. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I know that I'm not going to get 14, but I'm, I'm actually pretty happy. I'm like, okay, I, with the way the scoring is like, if I can get, you know, cause there was a couple of guys before me and I think one guy got like eight, one guy got nine. I was like, I think if I could get in the area of five to seven, like I can still remain competitive pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of my mind's eye and I stepped up, started doing the pulls, uh, kind of struggled through the first one it was a little grindy. And then the second one came real easy. The third one came easy. The fourth one was a little more grindy, but then people started kind of cheering. Cause you know, once they see that like grimace on your face, like you're struggling, everybody starts to kind of cheer to like, you know, like you can do this. And so that was like extra shot of adrenaline. Boom. Got that one up there. But I knew, I knew that like my, my fifth one was probably going to be the last one. And you know, at that point my form had gone to shit. Uh, it was most I'd ever pulled. I mean, most times. Scott would say that that last rep, you're gorilla, fu- gorilla fucking weight. Yeah, I was gorilla fucking the weight. Um, and so I, I managed to get the fifth one up, and I and and I kind of started to like stumble back. the The judge was being <laughs> he was being like he was being pretty gracious because again we were, we were the novice class. I think if we were the pros, he probably wouldn't have been as gracious on some of his calls. But for me, um, you know, I kind of started to like stumble back a little bit not like i was gonna fall but just a s- small teeny tiny step here i thought there. you were gonna pass out i was like standing kind of behind you yelling and i saw you stumble back and i started to move towards you to catch your big ass <laughs> i thought you were about to pass out and you wouldn't make it through the rest of the contest because you're you're holding my 360 pound ass with 550 pounds on me yeah you didn't think that went through very well well <laughs> i love you too maybe buddy. i love you too from hitting the ground I don't know. <laughs> but um I wasn't, there was, I, I, I wasn't about to pass out, but, um, you know, he, he called down and I wasn't satisfied that I'd lock the weight out because I was still kind of moving a little bit. And I don't, I hope that the judge didn't think that I was being an asshole, <clears throat> but I stopped, steadied myself and it took a cup extra couple, two, three seconds. And had I not done that, I probably could have tried for one more. I'm not sure that I've got, would have gotten it, but I, I steadied myself, I stopped, I locked it out, and I looked at the judge, and I looked at us, and I said, no, now down. <laughs> like, no, now I'll put it down. Yeah. But then I had to take a couple of steps with this bar in my hand to get it back center, and then set it down. So then I was kind of, I was done with that. So um, the next one was hideover bar? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Sandbag bar. <clears throat> and we make this sound like all of this went really quickly, and it didn't. It was started at ten fifteen, <clears throat> and we didn't leave until about six fifteen. Yeah, and then we helped clean up after the fact. So yeah, I, and and I don't know. I I forgot to ask Scott. I didn't really feel like I wanted to because it seemed like everything that could go wrong was you know the day before the contest we move it from the VFW to the mall, and then also oh by the way there was a snafu with the shorts shirts and the order got canceled and all this other kind of stuff so i was like yeah i'm not i'm not gonna ask any of those questions like well what happened why is it not here you know kind of mm-hmm. thing but you know we we had how many deadlift uh did we have to go on what three were there three lanes of deadlift or two just two okay so two lanes of deadlift and we had three lanes of the circus dumbbell because there were three different like the the lightweight men were using a smaller dumbbell and stuff like that too with a smaller handle. Mm-hmm. So I think there were three, maybe two. I can't remember. No, they which. used the girls and the lightweights used the same bar, or or the dumbbell. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they used what the about same the middleweights? Then the middleweights used the. I was the middleweight. I was with you. I'm the same one. Well, but was there a novice middleweight or is no. it just? Oh, okay. Novice is just lightweight and heavyweight. Okay, got you. So I guess there was only two of dumbbell then. Mm-hmm. Well, because they had that one dumbbell that was like what ten inches. It was a 
12, it was a 12 inch one. Well, there was a, there was the one I, that we warmed up on when we started in the middle, the middle dumbbell. Yeah. That had the smaller handle. Yeah. But it was a 12 inch. Was it 12? Mm -hmm. Okay. So there were two 12 inch dumbbells, but it just had the small, but it had like the, like what? One inch. That's probably what that was. Uh, Hold on a second. Let me check. Yeah. One inch. inch. (laughs) Um, That's pretty generous. (laughs) <laughs> why's it gotta be like that um but anyway so uh it, it wasn't like moving super quick and it was just the nature of the beast and it happens um i mean let's face it strongman equipment's expensive right you know if you go to buy one of those 12 inch circus dumbbells you're probably looking at the very least 150 bucks right yeah and i mean you look at an event like that you know you have it in the mall it's nice and cool and the spectacle's awesome but you got to move all those weights and all that shit from a gym to the mall, you know, and then set up areas for people to warm up, and like it happened last minute, so it just it just didn't happen. It is what it is, you know. We're strong, man. We gotta compete regardless. And yeah, and so there's some uh, people that uh were crying the whole time and didn't want to compete regardless. Well, actually, I guess uh, if so, we we just got done talking about the the deadlift. So when when I finished my deadlift and everything, and I went back to the competitor area, and I was laying down dying a little bit. Um, I. I hear Scott and this guy like getting into it in the competitor area. And I'm like, I look up and like Scott and is like getting ready to like stomp a mud hole in this guy's ass because, (laughs) and and let me, let me paint the picture just a little bit. So you got this big open area in a mall, right? So it's full of like cement tile, you know, probably some like sheet rock up on the walls, et cetera. Right. Big open area with, um, uh, what are you talking? Um, uh, just, just like a courtyard type thing. I mean, yeah, just but the... your dad even corrected me on what the name of the uh, the the big windows that you have in the in the in the ceiling. Why why can't I think of the damn name of those skylights? Skylights. Thank you. Goodness gracious. Um. So he uh. So there's skylights in there. So it's it's echoing really bad. And and plus they've got they've got a, uh, a DJ going. And so it's, it's echoing and they're really bad between the DJ and the people, um, that are talking and then the judges yelling and then the weights clanking. Um, so it, it was tough to hear. Mm-hmm. It was, it was loud. Um, and so, it. so the, this guy is complaining because in the rules meeting, we, we were talked about, we talked about how there would be no bouncing. So of the deadlift, meaning you couldn't just touch and go is what they call it. Kind of bounce the weight off the bottom and pull it back up and we were going to get an up command and a down command. Mm-hmm. So he you know, was complaining that his athlete had stopped, was looking for an up command and didn't get one and all this other kind of stuff. Well, the thing is his athlete actually did pretty decent in that. I think he got like, uh, Scott was saying like 13, something like that. So, I mean, it wasn't when you put it next to mine of my five, right? 13 is a lot. It's so definitely a lot compared to zero. so he's complaining that his athlete's not getting the up command and everything you know and scott's like trying to talk to him like dude it's really loud in there you know the judge is like giving the hand like up and uh almost like how hitler in a way just to give it a perspective because i got my hand in the air right now in the studio but just to give it a perspective and then when you get to go down he actually puts his hand down and calls down so you've got like the visual plus the the auditory uh up and down commands Mm -hmm. And who was, who was his who was his athlete? So I didn't want to say names. I wasn't going to do that. Oh yeah, sorry. But um, the uh, so and and Scott's trying to tell this guy like you know it'd been working. Everybody was paying attention. Not to mention when you're on a deadlift, your head should be up, right? Like mm-hmm. that should be just form wise. So you should be making eye contact with your judge anyway. And trying to explain this, and this guy, you know, he's got a fragile ego. Um, you know, as most he people was bullied do. in high school. And, and, you know, he just kept like just egging Scott on and keeping going back and forth and like wanting it. And Scott was just like, dude, you know, it was the point where, you know, Scott's like was like he bald, was ready to bald fist, off. like getting ready to like want to fight this guy and would have stomped a mud hole. Um, uh, and, and I'm just like, Hey man, you know, like it's not worth it. Like just and his athletes, like getting between him and Scott and everything. And <clears throat> it was just, uh, it was interesting cause, uh, I don't think people truly understand the stuff that, you know, contest, um, I don't want to say masters of ceremonies. They got like a word for it, producers, whatever, Mm -hmm. but people that put these contests on, yeah, they go through of like 
cleaning up made me really appreciate that. Like I get, I've hosted many events. I get cleaning up, right? But every, everywhere I've been, I've never had to load literally thousands of pounds of weights mm-hmm. onto multiple vehicles, make multiple trips and unload. So load and unload and put stuff back and all of that. Plus the getting the venues and making sure that you're not damaging the venue, ordering shirts, people going, can I weigh in at this special time? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? Can I do that? You Everybody know, blowing up, complaining. Yeah, blowing up the phone. And so, I mean, <clears throat> you know, Scott was kind of at his wits end and I get it. And this is a big contest. I mean, they had a spot for what, a hundred, a hundred contestants or 120, something like that. Yeah. Um, actually, and I, I can answer that. Yeah. 120, 120 honest, was the limit. I mean, Scott handled it great, you know? I was scared at first. I was like, oh, man, things aren't going right. Scott's going to be grumpy because he was a little grumpy at the last last competition, and he admitted that on the podcast, you know, like he said he was a grumpy-ass old man. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. I don't want to talk to Scott. And I talked to Scott all day, and it was, I mean, he seemed like he was in a good mood for the most part, you know. So it was a... I well, I just made sure to give him plenty of shit. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah, me too. Hanging it on thick. Um, So that was... That was interesting to watch. They ended up like shaking hands and stuff, and um, and it ended up ending, uh, probably the best that it could. Considering, I mean, because Scott told him like if, you know, if you weren't happy, like we we can you can, he can do it again, you know. And he was like, well, he's already gassed, he's already tired, blah 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 blah. Like you know, and it's always been at the contest that I've been to, <clears throat> it's always been like what the judge calls is it, yeah, you know, unless that's the way it should be, you know. I mean, if you. I think if you were to catch a judge, um, uh, if you were to catch like a judge that was, um, you know, making calls like favoring someone, like you could see it. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be a different story. But at the end of the day, what the judge calls is it. Um, you know, that's where the the final call is and where the authority lies. And I think that's kind of what Scott was doing. He's like, "What do you expect me to do?" Mid mid us doing it um mid us doing it then <clears throat> you want me to just fix this like and change it so that everybody else is getting a different style of judging than everyone else now all these other people are going to be mad at me yep you've got all these other athletes and coaches that are going to be mad at me where i can just deal with a one right now that's mad at me yeah i think i'm just going to go with the one yeah. <laughs> that's for sure so we beat that horse to death so the next one was sandbag toss. So. How did you feel it went? Uh, For me, I felt it went significantly better than my scorecard says. Yeah. Um, And to give it a little bit of perspective, my dad showed up, and this is the first time my dad's been at a contest. So I'm, like, excited, you know, wanting to, like, show him all the stuff that we've been doing and telling him all of weights and all that. Well, the way that the contest normally worked um, is that, you know, I had some time, typically novice super heavyweights because our, our weights are decently up there. They're not like astronomical, but they're probably in the middle of the pack as far as weights are concerned. And I thought I had some time because they usually do it by weight because they don't want to have to go up and down and up and down and up and down when they're loading weights. So, um, somebody's like hey i think they just called your name and i was like what (laughs) oh crap like i hadn't warmed up i had nothing i didn't like have any equipment i didn't have anything so you know i'm talking to my dad and i go straight from talking to my dad into the bag toss so the first one which was the lightest one like hits the bar and and you know i hear scott tell me like hey you need to look up so the second and third one i look up and i like clear the bar with ease i mean it, it <clears throat> I went three for three and I watched a lot of my fellow competitors in that, not do it, not do that three for three. Um, just to give that a little bit of the perspective on there. So I'm looking at the scorecard right now of, uh, novice men, heavyweight. There we are. So to give that some perspective, um, you know, so the highest time was 36 seconds and the lowest time was 9.88 seconds. So mine was uh, 18 seconds, which was weird to me because I'm like, I went three for three on those bags. You mean it tell like the, they're literally one foot in front of me. I had to step forward, grab, throw, step forward, grab, throw, step forward, grab, throw. It took me 18 seconds to do that. 
I thought that was weird. Um, yeah. I don't know why that was, um, but going back and looking at the video, I mean, that's, that's fairly accurate. Yeah. So basically I just need to be more aggressive in my movement. Um, and that would have put me, um, <clears throat> I would have, would have, if I could have cut some time off that, that I potentially could have taken first in that because I ended up taking, uh, I ended up taking second in that event. And I think I could have, you know, pushed it to first yeah. had it been, if I had just cut some of that time off. And again, if my, if I'd have been paying attention and my brain was on what it was supposed to be on, uh, which is like no fault of my dad. Dad, if you're listening to this, I hope you're not thinking like, oh my goodness, like, you know, my son lost all of this because of me or something like that. Cause that's not what I'm saying. It's my job to pay attention to that stuff and get an idea for it. But keeping in mind, it's only my fourth contest, so I'm not an expert at this yet. <clears throat> but I could have taken first if I'd have just had my head on right because I threw three for three. So how about you? Um, I only made one bag over the bar. Second one, which like the first one cleared by a mile. Like it, it felt awesome, looked great. Went to throw the second one and it was... It was just a baby, <laughs> just bare. It, it didn't even touch the bar. Like yeah, it was you, way you, underneath it. And you had fifty, fifty-five, sixty were your weights on your bags. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to say that mine were forty-five, fifty, fifty-five. So yeah, that fifty-five pound bag just wasn't going anywhere. I don't know. Technique went out the window, and I got flustered. <laughs> well, and we'd been training with a sixty-pound bag, so I think we could have gotten it done. Yeah, I mean, I I know that. I'd cleared the sixty pound bag over the upright, but yeah, I think it's the upright's not twelve foot though. Yeah, I think I could have gotten it if I needed to. Um, let me see. I think that I took fourth in that. Uh, let me look. Open men middleweight. So Nate Hyatt, you got one, two, three, fourth. Yeah, you got fourth in that. So I got one bag over in seven seconds. Yep, 7.53. So, like, if the way – because I don't think there was anybody that got all three over in my weight class. No. So what they did was they took how many bags. So if I got one bag in the time – or if I got two bags in the time, it took two bags, and they used that <clears throat> in the way they scored it. So I ended up taking fourth in that one, um, which I was a little disappointed with. I felt like it could have been uh, – um, I feel like I could have done a little better on that one. But, you know, it's just one of those things where nothing went my way. So, Well, it was uh, the next one was Farmer Walk to Power Stair Medley. And so for you, that Farmer Walk was 250 a hand mm-hmm. and 325 on the Power Stair. So the Power Stair is like a T-bar loaded with, in his case, 325 pounds. And then it was like basically between your legs and you kind of lift it up to a stair, step up on the stairs. 18 inches, 18 inches, 18 inches. Yeah, so you had three power stairs. You would lift it up to the power stairs. And then, um, you know, and once you were at the top, once your hands came off the T-bar, the time stopped. But it had to, like, stay up there on its own. Yep. And it had to, like, rest on its own. It couldn't be tipping off or anything like that. Couldn't fall back, and yeah. So it didn't have to be fully on the stair, just as long as it was stable on that stair. Mm Mm-hmm. So how do you feel that one went for you? Uh, pretty good. You know, the mobile events are kind of my, I'm a lot more suited to those than I am the static, super heavy lifting stuff. I think I took fourth in that one too. Yep. You got fourth. I just counted it. It's 13.657. Six, seven. Six, seven seconds is what it took for me to carry 250 pounds in each hand, 50 feet, and then up the power stairs. So, you know, like I was pretty happy with that number and I wasn't. And that was right there, competitive with the rest of them. I think fastest was like eleven something. Uh, yeah, fastest was eleven seventy nine. Yeah, so I was right there in the top with those guys, and I f- I felt pretty good after that one. That was where I started to get a little confidence. But I mean, I knew going in that those those other two events were going to be a struggle, and I was a little bit skeptical on the sandbag toss, you know, because I hadn't really worked it for a few weeks since. I'd messed up my shoulders, so. <clears throat> that one, uh, I felt really good going into. And uh, so for me, my weights on that were um, 225 each hand, 250 on the T-bar, which the 250 was kind of just the weight we were training with 
at the gym. So I was, I had no problem with that where we were doing Ukrainian deadlifts mm-hmm. with that. And so I was really comfortable. And the most that Nate and I have ever done, I think you've done like what? 309 on farmer's care. And I've done 306 and I couldn't get 309 because I was trying to catch up with you. I don't know. But, no, because um, you beat me, and then I tried to do your weight. And no, I think, no I think I tied you, and you were trying to do the 309, and that's when you hurt your back. Yeah. I think. Well. R.I.P. <laughs> so I'm doing 225 each hand, and then uh, 250 on that. And I felt like that went really great for me. Um, but again, you know, it's just one of them things where, you know, on the downside of being a 360-pound guy, like speed and movement isn't necessarily your strong suit. So, you know, I, I did okay. I got second, or excuse me, not second. I got, uh, holy cow, I didn't get even close. One, two, three, four, five, sixth of seven. <laughs> I got sixth on that. And I felt it went really great, Um, it was, but I got 2208 on it. And I was just like, holy cow, like I just felt like I was just flat moving. Mm-hmm. But there were like smaller guys there, like the guy that got first was 1654. So... You know, sixteen fifty four to twenty two six seconds. That's a that's a big jump. That's a huge jump. Yep. And uh, so it's just one of the things where you kind of look back and 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 uh, oh wait, no 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 no, stand by. I was looking at the sandbag load. Uh, I got one, two, three, four, fifth place in that one for twelve ninety nine, and the guy that was in first place got thirteen thirty seven. So the the slowest, or excuse me, the fastest was ten sixty seven, and the slowest was thirteen sixty seven, and I had twelve ninety nine. So I was right there. It surprised me that our, mine and your weights were were different, honestly. Because most competitions, the open lightweight or open middleweight and the, like the novice heavyweights have been like the same weights. Well, yeah, but also considering this is Kansas' strongest man, not a local. I mean, it's still a local contest. I mean, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, you're, you've got a, a rather large section of athletes, so I think that's probably why those weights were significantly different mm-hmm. for the open class. Um, so, uh, you know, I did I did pretty decent that one. I was okay, and I was tied for first going into that event, and the other guys just kind of like you know that's kind of where it went a little bit downhill for me, where the other guys kind of came back a little mm-hmm. bit. I was pretty happy with how everything had gone, and. uh uh, but that, that those last three events, which I thought were my strongest, actually kind of fucked me in the end. You know, completing the lifts and completing the lifts fast are two different things. So um, they went kind of to shit. So, um, and I didn't know this because I wasn't keeping super close uh, track on that. You can, I don't care. <laughs> um, I wasn't keeping super close track on that. But so uh, Farmer's Walk went well. Um, you know, my dad got to watch that one. He got to watch the, the sandbag or the, the, uh, sandbag hide over bar and then the farmer's carry and then also the sandbag load, but also the sandbag toss for height. Going back to that, we had, there was a dude there that grabbed the, the wrong strap on the bag. He grabbed the bag that they, he was in my weight class. Oh, was he? And he was like the person before me. So I'm sitting here. I'm already like sweating bullets for this event. Like shit, I've already zero two. <laughs> no one else. This is like got these bags over the bar. Like it's my time to shine. This dude gets up there, and he grabs the part of the bag like where it's taped together instead of the handle. Yeah, taped together to keep the sand in, and it breaks apart. And this dude is like mid swing, like getting ready to throw this. 55 pound bag up in the air and damn near does a fucking backflip and hits his head on like the the um it's so they're they're throwing it over a yoke but the yoke's got pvc on top of it that you know that they're throwing over and he hits his head on the part where like you put your across your shoulders for the yoke glasses go flying off and lands flat on his back i mean just like I'm just standing here like, oh my god, now I've got to go after this guy just killed himself on the platform? Well, and that was the quietest that room had been the whole day, because it just it just stopped. He everything. hit the ground, and I mean, it sounded like a gunshot going off, like, it was loud. When you get that, that, that everyone in the room was going, ooh, you know, so you get mm-hmm. that, and the room gets quiet, 
and and everybody's like watching him and you know he ended up getting up and was okay um, I bet he's really sore today. <laughs> I bet he's more sore than you and I. <laughs> uh, why is the back of my skull sore? I he's probably still that. laying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the sandbag load is where things got uh, really um, changed up. Because for Nate, the sandbag load, and it was a load medley, meaning you had multiple bags to load. And it was like... The sandbag, um, <clears throat> oh, and I guess I forgot to say, the sandbag toss for time was 12 foot for us. All three bags have to clear over the uprights, and the bags are five feet away from the bar. You have to be thrown from light to heavy. You have 60 seconds to complete all three bags. And then also the farmer walk that we just got done talking about was a 50-foot farmer's walk into three pairs of power stairs, which are 16 inches at the top. Uh and at the top of the implement, it'll be 18 inches. Implement has to be completely on and secured at the top for the time to stop. So the sandbag load is four different sandbags loaded to 48 inches. Uh, the sandbags will be next to the platform, chalk only. Sleeves and gloves can be worn as long as there's no tacky or stick them. Has to be loaded from light to heavy. So if it would have been done the way the rule set was before the weather screwed everything up, uh, Nate would have been loading the 175, 200, 225, and 250 bags, and I would have been loading 150, 175, 200, 225. And that's not how it worked. <laughs> Which bag did you end up loading? Did you load the 250? 250. So four 250 times. four times. So you loaded the same bag four times. So the way we did it was load, hands, hands off, off the bag, and then they would give you the down command, which you'd roll the bag off, and then lather rinse repeat mm-hmm. so how you feel that went uh not too bad you know i only loaded that bag once beforehand and i was i mean a little bit nervous but i knew i could do it and it that last one was a little bit of struggle the The biggest thing for me was the the hands-off part of it you know and rolling it back down that was the part that i struggled with well we'd never trained that no or done that in a contest no it just kind of threw me off a little <clears throat> bit and i think that cost me a little bit of time in it there was a couple where I was like, is it going to stay? Is it not going to stay? You know, and so it cost me a couple seconds. I ended up taking fourth in that one, too, I think. Yes. So I th- four bags for 36.82, and first was four bags for 28.78. Yeah. Um, you know, we we trained that load the bag, pull it off at Scotch Gym once. But that was really all of the exposure that I had to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, did you did you do that that day? Because I know you messed your shoulder up that day. No, when we were at Scotch I Gym, I didn't mess my shoulder up that day. Or was that in training at our gym? It was in training after that. Okay, that Monday after, or no Tuesday, because I took a day, and um, I went in to just me and Felicia had talked, and we were just gonna do the weightless circus dumbbell. And just work technique and balancing that big bastard up on my shoulder and try and just get some reps in with it, you know, like three sets of ten, just trying to figure it out. And I did two reps and my shoulder, I couldn't lift my arm up. <laughs> well, and you were, and you called like that day, you were like, I'm done, I'm out, I'm finished, I'm finished with the day, which for Nate is very uncharacteristic. So Felicia was like, yeah, like something's wrong because... You you don't just say like, "Hey, I'm out. I'm done." Ever, and so she's like, "He must have like hurt himself pretty good." So we're we're just gonna call it. But anyway, so back to the sandbag load. Um, you know, we we had one exposure to that, and it was like one exposure for like thirty seconds. That was really all the the quote unquote training we got with it. So for me, I had to load. I think the two twenty five pound bag, which was nothing. I mean, I pretty much one motion that I never lapped it. Um, if we'd have gotten you know, the 250 or 300 or even a 275. I don't even know if that was one of the weights. I don't think Mm -hmm. it was. No, it was 250 and 300. Yeah, so there's 225, 250, and 300. Um, I want to try that 300-pound bag. I would like to try the 300-pound bag. I'm not sure I could get it, but it would be cool to try. But that was was the problem. Do you think a sandbag or a stone's harder to load? I'd have to say it depends because not every sandbag is the same. Yeah. Like our sandbag that, you know, is packed a little tighter and has like the handles that you could grab. Like I never do. I'm talking about those ones that we use at the competition. 
like those. Um, like pound for pound, mm-hmm. like the same. I'd have to say that stones. Easier. I think I think stones are harder, harder. in my opinion. Um, for me, uh, but have, we haven't done stones in a long time, so I don't have anything to really compare it to. Go I've gotten a lot stronger stones. since we've done stones. Me too. I, we haven't done them since almost last summer. Well, you just want to get that 315 stone. That's what you want to do. Damn right I do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to load that thing with ease. One motion it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, Maybe someday. I mean, I'm, I've seen some like videos of some girls doing like 360-pound stones. I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like That thing is bigger around than you. What was the name of the guy on Instagram they were talking about? Liver Liver King? Oh, yeah. They're, they're the female Liver King. Yeah. <laughs> Just nuts, man. Um, but so for me, it, it went well. Again, it was just the time that killed me. Just being the big fat fuck. Um, I did it in 22 seconds, which was second to last. And I, the guy that was first place had 16.54. Second to last, man. Yep. Yep. That one really fucked me over. You guys should have probably used the 250 pound bag, honestly. I think we should have. I mean, when you, like for me, uh, you know, it's one of them things where I think if everybody is completing all of the weights, really the only thing I saw that people were in my weight class that were struggling with was the height over bar. But I've always noticed, because we've competed that a couple of times. Yeah. People always struggle with that. And, you know, the same, like, looking back, like... On the circus dumbbell, there was only two out of the eight guys in my weight class that didn't zero. They got reps on it, yeah. you know, and there was only four out of the eight that got the deadlift. So I wasn't the only one that zeroed these events, you know, and then nobody got all three bags over. Um, almost everybody got the farmer's walk for us. Um, Even in yours, there were one, two, three guys that didn't load all the bag. Mm-hmm. Like one guy got two, one guy got three, and another guy got zero. So, yep. um, you know, I think that, uh, I just think that like that, that bag maybe should have been a little heavier. Um, if I, I think if I had placed a little bit higher than that, you know, again, the, the circus dumbbell of one more rep and then the, uh, sandbag of placing one place higher in that, which for me to do that. 22.8 I'd have had to get down to less than 2180 so that wouldn't have been undoable mm-hmm. you know a one second difference but it's almost like you know you lift the bag up one motion it set it down and then you're kind of like waiting for the bag to hit the ground get the lift command etc so um it wouldn't have been undoable you know to push me up to that podium because I ended up getting fourth overall yeah. in the contest and that was kind of my that was kind of my um goal was because I'd made the decision with, of course, with the help of Scott, you know, pushing me of, you know, if you want to get better, like this is your last novice contest, you need to go open, which looking at some of these open weights, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Um, I'm going to be zeroing a lot for a while, but you know, he was saying, if you want to push yourself and get better, you need to go open. So I really wanted to get a podium position on this. This is my last novice meet. I was going to be finished with it. Anything on a podium would have made me happy. So I was a little bummed about that. And then, you know, later on in the evening, I found out one of the guys in our uh, weight class had been competing novice for like four and a half, five years. And I think the point with which you've been doing anything for four and a half or five years, you're not really a novice at it anymore. No. And so that was a little frustrating, too, because I've had had a mid-nication. I could have been on a podium uh, pretty easily at that point. That That dude that beat me in Midwest, strongest man, was definitely a guy that shouldn't have been competing in novice yeah and and this isn't me like crying and being like no you know woe is me because that's not what i'm saying but it was just kind of like my last last hurrah and i kind of had a goal in mind and i didn't reach that goal but that isn't gonna i'm not gonna let that hold me back right i'm not gonna say oh well one more novice right you know like that's not what i'm doing i made the decision i made the commitment that's what i'm gonna do i'm Mm -hmm. gonna go open and I mean that was that was the way I did it too. I I mean I had podium before, but I never won a novice competition. Yeah. And so my thought I I just got tired of doing 
fucking 21 reps of deadlift. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so instead <laughs> you went open and did zero. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe we got half a rep. <laughs> well, and, and to give us some perspective of what I'm talking about here. So if I, from the novice men's heavyweight circus dumbbell was 110. Mm-hmm. If I would have been competing in open, I would have been doing 160. Holy shit. Um, the deadlift, as we said, was 550. I would have had to have done 675 for reps. You would have been like me. Um, you yeah. would have zeroed the first <laughs> Yeah, <two. laughs> exactly. Um, so the bags were 45, 50, 55 for the sandbag toss for height. I would have had to have done 50, 50, 50 60, 65. Uh, no, they didn't have the 65. It would have been the um, 60 pounder probably. But what I'm just saying, like yeah. if this contest had gone the way it was, so I'm, yeah. I'm giving perspective for like, say next year or next to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I would have had to have done farmer's walk. So mine was 225, 250. The farmer's walk would have been 300, 350. I would have struggled with that. I have done a farmer's walk of 300, like 306 any chance. So I know I could have done that. The T-bar at 350, I could have done it, but I wouldn't have done it fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sandbags, 200, or so my sandbags were 150, 175, 200, 225. I would have had to have done 200, 250, 275, and 300. And watching athletes like Jesse Jester and Marcus Tapia, who are a lot stronger than me, and, and other athletes out there that I know are a lot stronger than me, those were just the ones that came to mind. You know, they struggle with that 300-pound bag. So I think I could have gotten 200, 250, 275, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I could have gotten that 300. So it's going to be a grind because I don't want to compete again until at least December. And I made some pretty good progress over this last year from last Kansas Strongest Man to this. Like I said, last year's was I was I failed at 465, and this year I pulled 550 for 5. So I hope to make that same progress because mm-hmm. uh, if that's the case, then I could be competitive. I could work to being competitive at those weights, assuming everybody, everything else climbs yeah. like the deadlift did, which I don't know if that's realistic or not. I guess we'll find out. Uh, you know, here's, I mean, a everybody, cha- here's a challenge, Felicia. We'll see if that's realistic or not. <laughs> everybody hits those plateaus, you know. I mean, before you started doing Strongman two and a half years ago, you know, like you you probably hadn't touched a barbell. I mean, uh, you did in the gym a little bit with uh, – Cameron and yeah. stuff, but it wasn't like a lot like of the stuff we did was in growing, machine, growing up machine. stuff you didn't really touch any barbells. No. Yeah, so like, I mean, I've been around weightlifting my whole life, and I feel like I'm at a point where I'm kind of plateaued pretty hard, you know. I'm, but I've been fighting injuries and stuff too. So I went from, you know, when I was fat and out of shape two years ago, <laughs> year and a half, um, I had pretty good gains over. Those six, eight months, those first six, eight months, but I've been right around the same deadlift for a year now. You know, I think I went up 15 pounds last year on my deadlift, which, I don't know, it's just a grind. Like, once you get to that point, that's that's when it gets tough. Well, I've got those newbie gains still. I mean, I'm still pretty new at it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I legit was the kid in the parents' basement playing video games. I mean, it's just going to take tweaking a little bit on my form and just building those small muscles like we're going to do to really like see the gains that I need to see. Yeah. And I, I don't know necessarily. Like I have no plans. My, I, I'll, I'll compete in Scott's next competition in December. Um, but between here and there, I don't have anything planned. I'll, I'll probably schedule something, whether that's, um, I know Felicia and Scott talked about uh, her doing a push pull um, powerlifting meet in Manhattan. I, I'm, I may do that. I don't know. Um, just, I just want something to train for, you know, and I feel like training for something that's eight months off is a little bit much for me. I want to train for something that's a few months away rather than that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where, uh, if there's one in the Tampa, Florida area, you know, I might go down there and stay with Vinny and (laughs) And then Vinny down there. And then Vinny, you have to compete with him. Yep, that's right. You if gotta he, compete if he in makes, open with me. If he makes the journey down there, you gotta compete, but definitely don't go open, homie. Register novice. <laughs> Maybe one in Daytona where my buddy Peyton lives. Go see him. Stay at his place. You could get some strength from uh, some strength from Jansen, if you know what I mean. Yeah, just borrow his steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Jansen. Just kidding. He doesn't do that. Um, that we know of. 
<laughs> He's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> That's all right. I just imagine him rolling his I'm eyes. I'm working with him all day tomorrow at work, so. You have to tell him that we talked about him in this I- one just to get to. him to listen. Yeah, just I, to get him to listen. He did. He put on, like, the one that we did with him at work the next day, and we listened to it all, <laughs> like, the four of us that were there. Um. So overall, I think it was like a really good contest. It was really cool to be in an area where you like had spectators like that were coming and going, whereas people don't just typically show up to a gym. You know, most of the time you get family members and stuff like that that show up to the gym. And ain't nobody like coming to those things. Yeah. It's like a wrestling tournament. You know, you watch your whoever you're there for for five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, the and these people were able to kind of like walk up, kind of see what was going on. Wow, that's cool. Walk away, mm-hmm. and and I thought it was just cool to kind but of have that, that spectator all day aspect. Long, you yeah, know? I mean, exactly. It was, it was cool. New faces, new people, um, and you know, I will say that once we got to the loading the sandbag, I was running out of steam. I don't know about you, but like my body was just like, "Hey, bro, I'm done. I'm finished." I started to get that headache that I normally get. So I'm like, "Hey, Nate." Uh, I haven't done pre-workout in a while. Can I dry scoop some of your pre-workout? And just doing anything I could just to try to stay in the game for that last event. But when we got done done, like my knees hurt, my back hurt. <laughs> I mean sore. Yeah. Hurt wouldn't be the wrong term. And then we load everything up. We helped them clean and up. And we helped them clean up. Which but, wasn't ugh. a big deal, honestly. I mean, It was, it, it was a big deal to me. I'm going to be a bitch. It sucked. <laughs> just helping out. But, yeah, I mean, my reaction, you know, like, I knew going in that I was, there was a really good chance that I was going to zero those events. Um, that was the most nervous and anxious I've ever been for a competition. What are you doing? <laughs> Getting your attention, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that was the most nervous I had ever been for a competition. I went into that really confident, felt good. Trained well. Felicia's programming worked. I was able to do every single weight. No problem. Just need to work on being faster. And I think working on being faster is, uh, I'm going to have to lose some of this fat mass. No longer can I just focus on. We can do some cone drills. Me, big fat man. Me, me, uh, me eat food. You know, I think I'm going to have to take a little more. Some agility stuff. Closer attention to my weight. Yeah. I, I, you know, like there was multiple times I told Nick, a couple times, I think. I told Felicia a couple times, like, I'm not going to compete. Felicia told me, no, you just need to hold out, you know. And she actually agreed with me at one point. She's like, okay, we're going to drop out. You know, I think that was the week before, like, right before Scott came down. And then I sat here with Scott and listened to his story, you know. And the dude freaking went through cancer treatment and competed in a competition. <laughs> and, you know, like, I was like, okay, you know, if he can do that, I can go and compete. You know, I could take it one at a time and see what happens. I knew I was going to zero on those events. I had a pretty good, you know, like I thought maybe I could get squeeze one out on the circus dumbbell and maybe just one on the deadlift. Um, I didn't. You know, I was pissed. It sucked. Nick saw me. <laughs> I was, especially beforehand, like I was an anxious mess. Just couldn't sit down and stand still. He's like, And he was snapping at me in the car prior to us going inside. I was snapping at people all week. I was hangry from cutting weight, and, you know. Just <laughs> and I knew all this. I mean, I, just I was just stressed out. Just giving you grace. I knew it, you know. I and, mean, if if you'd have continued much longer, I might have snapped back. But and you know, it's just <laughs> one of those like I wanted to compete. Like I didn't have really, I, I don't have anything to prove to anybody. You know, I'm just out here. Like the reason I do this stuff, I posted on my Instagram story a few days ago. You know, it's like it's my antidepressant. You know, like doing this stuff. like i miss competition i'm i uh and i enjoy it i love doing it now um going to the gym every day you know that is my therapy iron therapy there's nothing more humbling than iron and i felt that 100 <laughs> percent on saturday you know and and i had fun even though i did zero and i didn't do what i you know like i've podiumed every every uh competition i've been to up to this point and that's the first one I didn't. You know, I never zeroed an event. I zeroed. Were you an open at Midwest? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, not at Midwest. Were you novice? Poundtown. And I was novice at Midwest. In Poundtown, you were? Open. How many were in your? Four. Okay. I was going to say you podiumed with three. Yay. Yeah. You still got last with third, but never mind. Yeah. 
In Midwest, it was novice, but the dude that beat me was a freaking animal. He was on something. I know. <laughs> the guys listen to this podcast like this motherfucker. <laughs> but I mean, I think the guy that won open middleweight over yesterday was. Uh, I think he was on something too. He, he he definitely looked like he was juicing. He was bigger than Jansen. <laughs> Jansen's soft, anyways. <laughs> uh, well, um, real quick, I wanted to give like a super cool shout out to uh, the Sturdy Bitch ladies because they got through top three in pro women, and now they got their pro card, so they're officially pro strong women. I thought only the first place got pro cards. Well, I mean, as far as like, sorry, they they, they qualified for nationals. Is okay. kind of what I was going with there. I apologize if I misspoke, but Rachel, you know, got her pro card, and she is officially a pro strong woman, and mm-hmm. took home some money on that. I think all three of them actually took home money, yeah, in the pro series. Um, but they had uh, Rachel was in first with twenty six points. Paige was a very close second with twenty five points, and then uh, Ashley, aka Smashley, I think. Well, yeah, Ashley Butler, right? Because there's an Ashley Bryant. Right? Yeah, Ashley Butler's a sturdy bitch. Um, okay. So Ashley Butler, right? I mean, I'm I'm talking about the right one, the yeah. Ashley. Okay, good. Uh, I don't really know their last names. I don't stalk them that hard. Maybe I should stalk a little harder, I guess. But um, <laughs> you know, they she was in third with 22. So I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of separation there when it came to that. I mean, they all competed well. And so uh and Rachel even took first, I think, in the uh deadlift. Uh, yes, she did. And we all know how much she hates deadlift. Fucking hate. <laughs> so shout out to those ladies. Good job. Um, I just want to say, keep up the good work. Um, looking forward to, to competing with you more in the future. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, it was Scott, if you're listening to this too, like keep up the great work when it comes to contests. I know some of this is kind of starting to grade on you, you know, when people are kind of taking what you do for granted, just know that we don't. That's also why we stayed around and, you know, helped you clean up. And, and it wasn't just us, right? I, I want to, you know, Jesse um, Landis and Scott Landis and Heather and Felicia and Cody like, Brown. Yeah, Cody and um, Matt. And, you know, those those people were there helping clean up too. And I'm sure, oh, my, my was helping clean yeah. up as well. And so, you know, we just really appreciate it. And that's and why really, we stuck around. And really, I mean, around. those dirty bitches help. They help pick up a lot of stuff there too. Like at the end of the day, they help load stuff. Oh, they yeah, load the mats and yeah, that's right, that's right. So you know, we we don't take that stuff for granted, and and we really appreciate it. And even though some other people may, so just keep up the fantastic work. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything else you want to add in? No, I, you know, like my take from that deal. You know, like just a lot of people. And I've done it in my life, you know, like when times get hard, you want to give up. And I wanted to give up a lot of fucking times the last few weeks. It has been not, I mean, there's been just a lot of things going on from just work to the farm, to the store, moving stores. You know, it's a busy time of year, just stressed out of my mind. Injuries, knowing that I wasn't going to compete great, you know, like and I still went and did it. You know, that was that was one of the toughest m- mental barriers I think I've ever broke down going through knowing that I was going to zero those events in front of 100 people or I mean there was probably 150 people there. 100 150. You know, like I knew I was going to zero in front of that and nobody wants to zero an event. Like that is not fun to do. Um it I don't know. Just push through. You can, because, I mean, in the end, like, those zeros, they didn't define that whole day for me. You know, I still put up a decent performance in my last four events. And honestly, had I done just slightly better in those last four, I could have podiumed. I would have been close to a podium. So it just, I don't know, just keep pushing. Yeah, and I remind me of that in a year from now, when, or even in December, when I want to do that same thing. Like, I'm frustrated, and I don't want to do whatever Scott's is because I'm looking at that like, OMG, I'm not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So my final thoughts were, you know, after any strongman contest, you know, A, you're asking a lot of your body because you're basically going, most of the time you're going 
full exertion for like a solid minute. And then it's like sit for an hour, full exertion, exertion for a full minute, sit for an hour. So you're asking your body to do a lot in a short period of, or in a long period of time, actually, which to me, you know, once your body's warm and it's going and you're in the gym, everything flows a little better. Yeah. But to like warm up, cool down, warm up, cool down, warm up, cool down, I think takes more of a toll, at least on the way my body feels. And of course I'm ancient compared to you when it comes to age. But, um, you know, I woke up this morning and I was sore. Uh, I imagine tomorrow's going to be worse. Yeah. Um, but I, I was sore. And it wasn't like I struggled getting out of bed or anything like that. But, you know, I wanted to hang out with my kids um, because I'd spent time away from them all day yesterday. So I knew that I needed to get up and I knew that I needed to to get things done still. And even though I am a law enforcement officer, I really firmly believe in like the minor cannabinoids. Delta 9 has its place, Delta 8, etc., the psychoactives. But the science proves that the other ones that are non-psychoactive like have significantly more health benefits. So I actually used high point farms um salve this morning on my knees and my feet and my hands and my shoulders i painted um, myself up and down all day yesterday with that <laughs> stuff and and i've got and i've got kt tape on my shoulders still um just to kind of help give it a little extra support and so uh i just want i can't say enough about that salve that you guys make i mean just to give pain a picture of it the way i explain it to people and your mom might cringe at me saying this, but it's like similar to kind of Ben Gay and like how it feels and stuff like that. Of, I, I tell people it's biofreeze with CBD in it. Basically. Yeah. And, but you know, and CBD has not only does it have like antidepressant, anti, you know, convulsant, anti nausea, but it also is like an anti inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it binds to different, uh, cannabinoid receptors in your brain and your body than, uh, Delta nine and the other psychoactives do. That's why you get those medical benefits from it versus the high. So, and I'm and I'm also worried because of my job about that. But the transdermal absorption of THC is, you know, that doesn't happen. But you can transdermally absorb CBD, and so through, through the patches, the patches, like when you leave them on, that's when you can transdermally yeah. absorb it through here. But I just can't say enough about that stuff. It's just really amazing. And so I want you to check out if you would please. Like I've never done this before, and this is kind of not my jam. And the only reason I do it is because it's something I firmly believe in, and I've tried it, and I wouldn't say it if it wasn't the case, but this stuff's amazing. Um, all all of their products I've heard are amazing. I can't say that I've tried any other product other than the salve, to be fair. But um, if you check out my Instagram, at 519, and that's the number 519 spelled out uh, with, with uh, um, alpha characters. There's a link on there that you can click and get 10% off. And so it's it's one of those things of like there's so many products on there that you can choose from. But Sav is definitely one like you need to check out if you're having like muscular pain. And to be fair, Nate even says this himself and I've heard his family say it. You know, like if you've got like some bone on bone, like grinding, like pain, this is probably not going to help you. I mean, for the most part, what it's going to do is take your pain down a notch. You know, yeah. like if you're in a 10 out of 10 pain it might take it to like a seven six or a seven you know it's not gonna take your pain away and solve the issue you know it's not a cure-all yeah but it can help your symptoms yeah and talking about that alpha or that numeric um pain code is like so for me when i woke up this morning i'd give my pain a solid seven um just of just discomfort of Mm -hmm. the muscles being sore um, after the salve and after it kind of did its thing i would say it was more like a two or a three at best so it helped me get up and like, you know, go hang out with my kids all day and go to the park and do all the things that we've been doing. So I can't say enough about it again, uh, at five nineteen on Instagram. And, uh, there is a link like link tree. Is that what it's called that you guys use? It's not link tree. It, it takes you directly to the website. Yeah. It, but anyway, it, it's, it's the website that's on my Instagram profile up in the top. Just click it and get 10% off. You know, it'll take make- you directly to the website and it'll say backwoods barbells is uh, giving you a 10% off coupon, you yep. know, and you can go select the products you want and check out. And actually what the proceeds from that do is they go back to Backwoods Barbells, which is um, me, Felicia, Nick, and Heather, and like our gym crew, and it helps us buy um, equipment, t-shirts, you know, go to nationals, this and that. Just helps with our strongman crew in growing that. Yeah, and we're as usual. We're we're always humbled that you guys join us and listen to us, and 
you know, and should you choose, and of course there's no like obligation to buy or anything like that, but should you choose to do that, you know, the money is going to something that, you know, you're, you're already supporting by sitting here and listening to us, you know, and we appreciate it. So with that being said, I just want to take the time to say thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to check us out at thehigherpoints.com, on Instagram at thehigherpoints, on Facebook at thehigherpointspodcast. Um, and please, again, just leave us a rating and a review. We really appreciate it. Don't forget we've got the giveaway of the cornhole boards going on. If you check out both of our social media pages, you can see how to get entered to that. That finishes May 2nd, correct? Mm-hmm. That finishes May 2nd, and we'll randomly generate a name and uh, be giving those out. So make sure that you get in on that. And with that being said, I appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we'll catch up with you guys next time.